uh, hello again. Ken, uh, Ken back with you. Not the Reverend Ken, just Ken. And uh, I should say right off the start that uh, this is no longer Baby Sally's Sunday Sermons. Uh, that came to me <clears throat> late last night. Uh, I was never comfortable with that, and I know nobody else listening was comfortable with that ridiculous name. Uh, but I've kept Baby Sally because it is still very important to me, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else. So from this point on, this uh, series of talks, podcasts, are uh, known as Baby Sally Talks. So I could say that Baby Sally is talking in the active sense, or talks just done by this character called Baby Sally, which of course is me. <laughs> Uh, this, um, particular episode, number four, may seem a little bit strange, may have, may veer off topic, uh, because I have to talk about it, I have to talk about podcasting, I, talk, I have to talk about creativity, I have to talk about, oh, a few things, I've got to straighten things out. So, first of all, just some apologies. I've mentioned before, I don't do editing, and I've listened back to the previous three episodes that I've done, and there are clearly cases when I've used the wrong word. I said baby Jean instead of baby Sally, and uh, Nigerians running out of water during the rainy season. Of course, that should have been Harmattan, the dry season. But it's just not important enough for me to go back and edit and chop that piece out and spend a lot of time. And therefore, I hope it's not really important to you. And if it is, then perhaps this uh, this is just not for you at all. I'm still a little self-conscious. Uh, this is a different voice. And I say that because there may be people listening to this series of podcasts who knew me in my previous podcast life as the Scarborough Dude. And the Scarborough Dude was a bit of a, a character and would sometimes record drunk or a little bit high and sometimes he'd get into a blind rage about something he heard on the news that upset him. And I expressed myself in any way I chose, in any way I felt. And I'm calling this particular episode My Sunday Pants. Uh, and it's because I'm wearing my Sunday pants right now. This is a new pair of pants I bought at Mark's Warehouse. Pants that have got a nice crease in them. They're a proper pair of trousers, you know, that you might wear to church when you want to dress up a little bit. The rest of the week I'm wearing jeans or loose-fitting pants so I can do some exercise in. These are my Sunday pants. And that's very symbolic because... It means I'm a slightly different self when I bring myself into church. Now, when I looked around, I was in church today. This, again, West Hill United. Uh, when I looked around, I saw lots of people wearing jeans. Everybody casually dressed. Nobody in, you know, suits and ties the way it was when my parents went to their Anglican church. Um, nobody is telling me I need to dress up. But I am telling myself, and, and this is the thing that I'm, I'm trying to get at, and I hope you'll bear with me as I, I work this through. I've put these on because church is still not a comfortable place for me. It's not really where I'm my whole self. It's a certain Sunday self 
that, you know, you come in, you be nice, you be respectful. I even shaved. Usually I don't shave on a Sunday. I shaved today and put on my brand new shirt. And, you know, I, I didn't, I don't feel bad about that. I mean, that isn't the problem at all. And, and in fact, I'll probably continue to do that. But I think it's also symbolic of the fact that this is a different me. This isn't the whole me. And there may be people who perhaps preferred hearing the the stupid me, not that this one's any brighter, but, but <laughs> the one who would vent and, and rage and, and wasn't worried about what he sounded like. And I think there's just a little bit of self-consciousness in this series of podcasts where I'm trying to stay focused, stay on a topic, appeal perhaps to a broader range of people and I think that's only going to get me in trouble. And the reason I'm talking about it now is I want to be done with that. I want to feel comfortable in my Sunday pants. <laughs> I want to feel, you know, this is still the real me. Uh, it's just I've, I'm, we're on maybe a slightly different topic or, uh, you know. There's something else about podcasting. And I am a podcast evangelist. I really believe that... It's an absolutely wonderful tool of self-expression. I think it's a very healthy outlet. I think more people should or could be doing this and enjoying it and getting a great deal of satisfaction from it. And we're not talking about the podcast where you do it to sell your product. We're talking about uh, a podcasting as, as a vehicle of expressing yourself. I mean, who am I? What do I feel? What do I think? What do I care about? What am I concerned about? What am I worrying about? And I want this to be more along that line. So it's, it's a matter of almost aligning. It's like you on your old Leica viewfinder cameras. You had two images and a little focusing device. And the images were split. And your job was to align the two before, be, be, just perfectly so they became one single image. And it would be, if you got it just right, it would be a perfectly sharp picture. And I think I'm just trying to align my different selves. Maybe that's not possible. And maybe there are just many different selves. And the one you get on this podcast will always be uh, maybe a little bit restricted, restricting. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I don't want to spend too much more time on that. But I, I want you to understand that I'm trying to be real, trying to be honest, trying to be open, trying to be my true self. Uh, and podcasts have a way of taking over on themselves. It's like a, a people who paint will say, well, a painting or, or a story writing. The story tells me what the character is going to do. The characters start speaking for themselves. And I think and I hope that's what will happen with this podcast. And here we are on number four. I can remember way back when I started Dixon Jane's, the first podcast I did 10 years ago, I sounded much like I'm sounding now. And then around the fourth or fifth episode, I think it was the fourth, I felt I had to come clean. And I talked purposefully about this time in probably 1971 when I had, oh dear, here I go again, four different ounces of hashish in my basement, in my room. And each one had a quality of its own. And I, I was seeing that because... That was a that was who I was then. Uh, I don't have hashish now. In fact, I wish I did. 
Uh, I don't necessarily need four ounces. A quarter ounce would be just fine. Thank you. Um, but it, it was very much a part of the real me. This is what we did then. You, you know, on the Saturday night or Saturday afternoon or whenever, Friday night, you'd go to your friend's house and he'd take out the water pipe and you'd cut off a little piece of hashish and you'd put it around that pipe and you shared laughter, you shared music. Uh, we always thought, I certainly believed, it was very communal. This was, again, our church, sitting around a friend's basement with people who you became very, very intimate with in, in, a, in the good way of just, wow, I'm comfortable with these people. I care. We share. This is, this is joy. This is fun. Uh, you know, we would sort of sneak into each other's basements late at night, tap on a basement window, and they'd slide it open, and you'd come in, and and uh, you'd spend your nights that way, your evenings. So, there, I've gone and done that, let that out, uh, just so that um, you know who's talking. You have a better sense of, of who I am. I met in today's service, I did go to church, as I mentioned, I have to say an, another point about this particular church, West Hill United, here in Scarborough. Every person I've spoken with, I've really enjoyed. Um, those I've engaged in real conversations with, I should say. Uh, they're just a fine group of people, and they're all different and all interesting. All have something to offer. And that's a great thing because, you, I mean, you, I, I sit in the back and you can look around at this congregation and look around at all the gray hair and the elderly people and think, hmm, you know, who are they? How do I fit in here? Is this me? And then you just start talking to somebody and goes, no. And then you look a little closer and say, no, there is a bit of an age range here and there are differences. And there's a lot of people who have lasted through the transition and today I met somebody who uh, I was very glad was sitting behind me. We had to. We were asked to get into a discussion on uh, the direction the United Church is going in terms of interculturalism. I believe that was the term. We talked about Canada being multicultural, and then there was cross-culture communication, the different groups talking to each other, and then there was this interculturalism, and maybe this was intra. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. We didn't make notes. Uh, but we were supposed to talk about what were what are our own biases when it comes to relating to people from different backgrounds, different cultures. What what baggage do we carry? What set of assumptions? And once again, as I mentioned on the last podcast, Ken kind of got in the way of the exercise, and I found it necessary as I talked with this very charming person to talk about me, and I'm very embarrassed about that. Um, I could have stuck to the exercise, but somehow it came about, it, you know, in no time at all, with nothing to do with it, Ken is talking about his podcast, and next thing this person hands me her email address, and I'd like to listen, and I'm thinking, how did we end up there? Why, why did I steer the conversation that way? And then I very awkwardly at the end said, well, I don't know if I'm going to send you the link because I'm a little feeling uncomfortable about it, and she was, again, very graceful, don't, hey, don't worry, it's up to you. So uh, I, <laughs> that person may or may not be listening, and I hope they're smiling now if they are, because uh, here I am. And if you are listening, it's because I did follow through. But um, the 
going to say the preacher. She doesn't preach, really. Well, she does, I guess. Greta uh, has postponed our meeting. It's just a busy two weeks. And, and I've sort of asked for sort of a personal one-on-one with her. And I don't know. Okay, man. No hurry. No hurry. Don't worry about it. But I'm having to ask myself, why is it that I want this? What is it really? Why would I take up her time? What am I going to ask? What am I going to... What's it about? And I don't really know the answers. And and part of me is feeling a little bit selfish right now. Well, hey, there are other more important pressing things in her life. Running a ministry, writing and doing all the things she does. And here's you just wanting to talk. Maybe now isn't the time. So I'm feeling a little awkward about that as well. In other words, I think this whole thing, whether I join this church or don't join this church, really isn't important to anybody else at all. And it's, again, my ego making this a big thing. And this is constantly my problem. This this always about, well, what's what's it mean to me? And, and it's, it's something I, I think I want to get beyond, and yet I don't know if I'm even capable of getting past my self-importance, my sense of self. One of the reasons I think I would have for joining a church, for making a bit of a commitment, is to get beyond that, is to think about others, do things for others, share more with others, and and not have it turn out about, hey, you want to hear my new podcast? I'm going to talk about this very thing we're talking about right now. You know how you get kind of meta- and that, that's a problem for me. So let's let's <laughs> let's stop there because my goodness, oh, I haven't lost your interest up until this point. Well, you are very very forgiving. I said last the end of last episode. Remind me to tell you about the time I found Jesus, and I I don't know if I'm ready for that. I again I did say to this person uh, that uh, you know I've had hallucinations and I've I've seen ghosts and I've experience something known as astral travel. And and I I say these things almost to intentionally discredit myself so that people can say, okay, he's one of those wackos. And um, I don't want, I don't expect anybody to fall through and so on. And yet somehow they are important. So my goodness, I'm, I'm working myself into a knot. I'm trying to make this about my personal journey, and yet I'm apologizing for being about my personal journey. Isn't that ridiculous? What else can it be? Um, so l- let me just continue to either tie up this knot or unravel this knot or whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, and it's probably a little bit of both. I have an idea for another podcast that I've been wanting to do, and I talked about it at the end of my closing of my last podcast about I have a basement full of objects that are all important to me in one way or another for one reason or another things I've gathered over my lifetime and a friend said you know that would make a good podcast you just take the object take a picture of it and talk about it and there's the story with each one and that's what I was going to do and the next thing I end up doing this particular podcast on these sermons these talks And as I lie in bed and think about these things or or ruminate over them while having a shower, 
I think, you know, Ken, maybe what you really need to do is combine these two. Maybe abandon this concept. Uh, by the way, I'm sitting right now looking at a sign that says no dumping, city of Pickering. I am on a road. I've driven, deliberately driven out into the countryside, uh, and I'm on the Pickering-Scarborough border overlooking a bit of a creek. It's kind of nice. It's in the countryside. I just kept going after church. I said, nope, keep heading along Kingston Road, and eventually you'll just keep turning around these side roads and end up in a quiet spot in the country. So this is my fourth podcast and the fourth different location. Uh, Maybe there's a pattern right there. I don't know. Anyway, that said, it could be that these podcasts will start taking place in my basement. And I don't know if that's a different thing altogether or if that's something that will be more truthful. Again, I'm going back full circle to the start here of of what is it that's being inauthentic. I always talked on the last one about authenticity. In fact, I had listeners who liked my podcast because they felt they seemed authentic and real. And I'm having this little bit of a struggle right now with how phony is this? Is that really the real you? you? Why have you painted yourself into this corner? Why don't you just let go? So, I'm confused, and confusion is part of any journey. And it's a state that we have to experience, we have to work our way through, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. And I won't apologize anymore. It's something I did too much of the last time. This is, once again, what it is, and it's the best I can do right now. But whether... I keep having this image of my baseball glove, which I think is going to be my first home podcast. And whether I can explore the topics that I'm trying to explore on this particular podcast about growth, journeys, getting somewhere, finding myself, finding meaning, whether I can do that better by picking up an object in my room and finding out what it means to me. What's the significance? Why do I still have it? What did it mean to me? For example, the baseball glove when I held it in my hand, what, 40, 50 years ago? 55 years ago? I still have it? What's the meaning of that baseball glove? And I I think that's the way. So maybe this particular episode of Baby Sally Talks is a transition. This marks the beginning of the church, the change, I was going to say church, that maybe I'm, I'm leaving this question of the church behind, and that relates to my feeling this need to have a conversation with the pastor, with Greta. Hey, maybe it's time to park that and start somewhere else and go from there. So... We've just about reached the 20-minute mark. I don't know. This might be very unsatisfying for anybody listening. Uh, the part about Jesus, I hallucinated. I saw Jesus on my on that very cistern I was talking about. Um, There's a little trap door, wooden door that, you know, built into the concrete that you lifted up and you dropped a bucket down and you pulled up your water for the bucket you needed that day. You tried to get by a day of no more than two buckets of water. Uh, you could probably manage on one, depending on what you had to do. 
Um, and sitting on my deck, I had very comfortable chairs. I'd sit out there with uh, the Nigerian equivalent of gin, which was nicknamed Ogogoro, which translated as push me, push you. It was fearful stuff. Uh, you didn't want too much of that. Mix that with a black currant mix, and that was my equivalent of a, a gin and tonic in the, the African night. And I'd uh, sip there, and this one time, it's probably daytime, late afternoon maybe, and while I was reflecting on God and religion and finding answers that I, I clearly was on a quest, I don't think I realized as much until now that I'm starting to frame that period in Nigeria, those two years, how much of a, a quest I was on. It's, it's another dimension to the whole experience. And suddenly there was this character just sort of hovering, standing on that deck right there, 20 paces away. And I knew right away, oh, that's Jesus. And Jesus didn't say anything. Jesus was just there, but basically Jesus was giving the message, hey, I'm here if you want me. I'm yours for the asking. You just have to say, I want, I want you. And I'm here. You can have me. It was very powerful. It was very real. I don't know how long the image lasted uh, because I made the foolish mistake of telling this to the Indian couple, the couple from Goa, the Christians, the missionaries. And they were just enthralled and in awe. Oh, my God, my God, we've had a miracle happen. The Canadian man has seen Jesus on his doorstep, basically, uh, hurrah, hurrah, and I started playing it down. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it was just, it was a hallucination. I tried to explain to them, it was just that somebody had to, for me to believe or understand anything, I sometimes have to be clubbed on the head, and the hallucination was just a, a mallet to the head. Bam, you want Jesus? Hey, okay, I'm right in front of you. It's that simple. You know, you just, here I am. Take me. And they were, especially Mr. Matthews, who didn't quite have a handle on love and peace and understanding the same way his wonderful, charming wife did. Mr. Matthews was just in awe of this. And I, I, I had the terrible feeling that that story was going to go back to Goa in uh, southern India um, that this man achieved, you know, he, he saw God and he became a Christian now, gosh, I was going to postpone this, but here we go. I better better finish this story. I, I was a little stunned, to say the least. And when I went back into the house, when I opened the doors and went back in, there was a sense of, well, okay, hey, shall I come with you or, or me? I don't know whether Jesus asked me or I asked Jesus. You still want You still want me. And I think Jesus was with me for several months after that of just there, daily, a part of me, a part of in my life, somebody I could have, somebody I could turn to, somebody who I could feel the presence if I, I needed. And it lasted, I suppose, up until the time I began to feel a little bit of guilt for maybe some of the things, the misdeeds that I had uh, done in Nigeria and began to feel 
I don't know how comfortable I am having this guy with me all the time because there's another part of me that isn't very Christian and isn't very nice and uh, likes to do bad things, uh, none of which I'll get into right now. Um, and, and there it is. And that was probably, let's see, if that would have been 1981, 82, let's say. First ghost was the Chilkoot Trail, which would have been in the summer of 75. And the second ghost... No, it would have been the... Th- and the third ghost would have been the, the uh, one of my wife's ancestors in Japan. So I had a ghost in Canada, or Canadian-American border. A, go- a ghost in Nigeria and a ghost in Japan. So I'll, I'll perhaps tell you about the others another time. Or you can go back and sift through the archives of the Dixon Jane's Library, all of which are on... Um, what is that? Uh, something.org where you can keep all your old podcasts. Anyway, ask me if you're interested. All right, there's the uh, there's the story of uh, me finding Jesus. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too anticlimactic. Um, just, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll end on that note. I don't know what we have in store next time. It may be my, uh, it may be my baseball glove after all. We may actually meld into another in- podcast entirely. In which case, I hope you have a good sense of humor. Uh, but I, I will try and be honest, and uh, I will try and keep them interesting. So uh, thank you for listening. And this would be Ken signing off from uh, Baby Sally Talks number four. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>